It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lot. I hit the seven iron like John Davies was three. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Good rush playing golf here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. I am Jerome Espinosa alongside Mr. David Muddit. We'll be here until 11 a.m. today and every weekend. So we got... For the rest of time. Unfortunately for me... But we got uh, Open Championship this week going on. Um, we got Clint Begay coming on in a segment, so let's get to it. We got quite a fit, quite a bit to cover. Scottish Open, let's talk about that. Last weekend, Xander wins again. Ruins me. Well, it goes. It goes back to what you've said this before. You've and I've heard it, obviously. But these guys don't win every week. They just get hot and they'll be really hot for a certain stretch. I was going to pick him for the open. He was going to be my pick, but then I'm like, he's not going to win again. <laughs> he can't win you know? three. <laughs> well, it's really would be four because he won that pro am too. He won the Scottish Open. He won the Travelers, the Scottish Open, and the 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 two day pro am they played in Ireland. Oh, t- yeah. So <laughs> it's like, so he's out. You, the, the I still should have picked him because he played well. He's still going to play well, but I should have picked him. So uh, again, he makes you know these guys. Scotty Scheffler made. Tons of money by winning, and he's still playing good. Um, Xander has, you know, like you said, this is his third. You know, if you count the Pro-Am, that's four. So good for him. I mean, I he seems like a good dude, and he's easy to root for, to be quite honest. So good for him. Um, always we talk some local stuff here. and You know, we got some couple local things, but the Women's Sun Country Amateur Golf Championship was this weekend, um, and that's always an interesting event. Even when I ran it, it was held at Twin Warriors the first day and then Santa Ana the next two days. And a young lady, Riley Salome, out of um, Socorro. Is that, that Anton's daughter? It's, it's, his, it's his niece. Oh. Um, I think she's a sophomore now in high school. She's a really good player, to be honest. What'd she shoot? Um, she shot, I know she shot two under par the second day. It was probably like one or two over to win after. At Santa Ana? Yeah, Wait. so she shot like 74 at Twin, mm. 70 Santa Ana, and then, you know, I don't know what close to even par went over on the third day. So she's she's actually a really good player. There was yeah. a couple Lobos in the field that she beat. So and then you know some working women as well. So you know, congrats to her. She's qualified for NOTA's national championship in November. Um, she's she's won a, quite a bit. I think she's won the state high school tournament. So she's a pretty accomplished young player. How old is she? She's got. She's like a sophomore. She might be freshman. She might be going into her sophomore year in high oh my school. God. Has she committed anywhere yet? No, <laughs> and I haven't seen if she's had any offers or anything. Which again, she's she's not a little girl. She's actually pretty tall. Um, you know, so we'll she, see. She shoots those scores. She can go anywhere she wants. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see. You know, they always kind of look at the national level, right? Like how these kids do um, nationally. That's kind of what happened to Quinn Yost and Aiden. We've talked about Aiden Craft quite a bit on here, but I did hear, and I don't know if you heard this, but Oregon is going to scholarship him finally. I know he was going there. As, so he's not going to have to skip his no, first he's, year. Oh, good. They, yeah. I think in the last couple weeks they said, 
come out here in the fall. He was going to do that gap year and sit out, but he's not. He's in now. Um, Sweet. So good for Aiden. You know, and it again, it takes – you win an AJGA, you do some of those things, and suddenly you go from zero offers to 100 offers, which is unfortunate, but that's the way it is. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Play good. That's how – Win. The USGA Amateur um, – so that's you know that's another big event. The US the am- Amateur? Yes. Yeah. So USGA, the amateur, was held at um New Mexico State University a couple days ago. The qualifier, everybody. The qualifier. Not, not the actual US no, Amateur. No, let's not get crazy. <laughs> let's not get crazy. The amateur qualifier, it's normally at UNM, UNM South. It was at New Mexico State. We only have one in the state. Yeah. One qualifier. Well, and here's the crazy thing. One got through. And it was Trey Deal. I don't know if you know Trey Deal. Yeah, he actually, from Farmington. He's from Farmington. Right? He's got it. I don't know. There's a righty and a lefty. I don't know which one's which. But he he played actually really well. I think he shot nine under uh, over the 36, 36 holes. Did they do that in one day? Yeah, they do yeah. it in one day. Yeah. Now, New Mexico State, your second round's in 105, probably. So Steamy. He, he plays really good and gets in. And I can tell you this. Who else was down there? Like, was Aiden down there? Aiden or? Thomas was down there. Aiden Kraft was down there. Yeah. Some names that I saw. Quinn Yost. A kid. Where I didn't he? see Quinn's name. Um, and there, there was only one spot. Yeah. And he got it. Well, that's pretty good. Alejandro Armijo is another good player from here in town that plays his college golf at a D2 in Oklahoma. So he went last year, I know. So Trey Deal takes that, which is huge because I don't think he's played for the Aggies very much in their starting five. So, oh, he plays for the Aggies, so that's his home golf course. Yeah, he. I mean, that's cool there. though. US, where's the US Amateur? I I saw it. I didn't even really pay attention Look, to it. Uh, um, they normally play at some pretty cool places. No, they absolutely. I mean, from yeah. what I've heard is that the USGA sends the US the amateur as kind of the test site, maybe three or four years before the Open. Yeah, the when US they do, Open. especially when they're doing newer courses. So this one is one that I don't re- recall saying like, oh, wow. It's not like a Pebble Beach or, you know, something like that. So Why is it not telling me? maybe this is a new one, a new course that they're going to that they're gonna oh, try the, it out. Anything? The Ridgewood Country Club and Arcola Country Club. But I don't know where that is. So maybe a new course. They're kind of trying to throw it in there to see. Oh, New, new Jersey it looks like. Yeah, it's close to USGA, I'm sure. So mm. good for them. Um, we obviously have, uh, well, you know, I guess we'll throw this in the local stuff because it's pretty big for our guys. But in our section, the seniors had their qualifier earlier in the week. And we got Brad Larden from Las Campanas, who I think I saw has won five of the last six. Yeah. And then pretty good. second is Steve Manning, your buddy Woo-hoo! Steve. 40-year-old, 50-year-old Playing like he's 65. He looks like he's 65. So he they qualify like he's 50. for Twin Warriors yeah. in a couple months. Is it I, October, September? I got to think they both have a good chance to do something pretty special. Yeah, well, I mean, Steve was lives at Twin, right? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and Steve then Brad. A, they both have a great chance to go to the, the PGA. senior PGA, yeah. I mean, he, and Brad played really good. I think he shot 65 in the first round yeah, out he did, there. Yeah, those greens um, are so good out there. So I talked to another guy who played in the field, and I said, "How are the greens?" And he said, "And you know, this is a guy that's been around a long time. Said it's the best I've ever seen him out." There. I agree. I called Zach the other day, and I said, "I've never seen your greens this good." I said, "You always tell me they're really, really good." 
and they never are, but they are. They're, they're really good. And he said, they also said, yeah, if you get off the rough, I mean, if you get off the fairway into the rough, whether it's a foot or three feet, he's like, you're better off in the dirt. Yeah, the rough's pretty thick. So I don't know. I haven't it's been there. It's sticky in a while. out there too. It's sticky. Yeah, it's like I always call it. It's like muscle rough. Yeah. Like it's got like extra. The club doesn't go through it properly. Well, especially you know some of those holes where you're trying to fly canyons and you're, I mean, you got to hit it a decent death distance and you can't get a five iron or no. something like that through any of that rough. Yeah, I played there on Monday after there, after the first round. It, it's in great shape. That's. I know they. I saw them filming the other day. I think for the PGA. So you know, Twin Warriors Santa Ana is about to get tons of pub um, national, obviously through the PGA. Yeah. The senior championship. I know they were still, and I'll you know I'll kind of help Seniors them out a little bit. Seniors use two course, two the two courses. I they didn't used they to do. used. They used to just have one hundred fifty six. They do, but I think they've gone up to two hundred or so. I think they might now. Gosh. Well, I know that they posted something from Santa Ana and Twin asking for volunteers. They're looking, you know, for walking scores. They're yeah. looking for, do they ride or do they walk? Seniors. I'm not sure. I'm only they, 39 years old, Jerome. I haven't played well, yet. Well, you know, you got 20 years to get there. Uh, do they use carts? I'm trying to picture. I don't know if they do, but I know they were Santa Ana. Steve, Twin could was, you call in, please, and let us know? <laughs> they were asking for... Uh, for scorers, for any sort of volunteers they could get. Because like you said, yeah. if they went up to use two courses, or even if they didn't, if they have a hundred, that's a lot of players on the golf course Yeah, that you got to get through in, in one day. So that's going to be exciting. I mean, I would, I would think Brad has a really good chance to win that. Steve, too. I mean, they both <laughs> have a great chance to win that golf tournament. Absolutely. like, And, you know, it was good for them because I think... Micah, they, too. They played the, yeah, Micah would be another one. They've played that course so many stinking times. I know. They played it at the exact setup. I know that. Like, it's it's going to be kind of cool to watch. And then, you know, again, I mean, I don't know how many alternates we get in, right? Like, we're local. So if we got- A lot of alternates if, getting those senior events. If we got some guys sitting on the tee, who knows? They could be straight from, you're not in, to can you come here tomorrow at 7 a.m.? Yeah, I, 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 I would imagine there'd be a, a few of our other guys get in, I would think. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be awesome. How many alternates did they have from components? Two spots and how many alternates? Probably two. Yeah, I mean, they I, they go down probably first, second, third. You know, maybe, I guess third alternate might be as deep as you get, but being local, yeah, um, that helps, right? Like, if they call you two days before yeah to go to philly it's not real easy to happen but if you're here in town and they call you and say you know show yeah. up at 7 a.m you're a little more willing to drive down so you know hopefully that happens that's some really good local news for us and like we said it's i, I think i think it's a great opportunity for those two guys to get into the senior pga what is it top 30 or top 20 Top 25 for those guys? 35, I think they have. 35 for the seniors. I think so, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a big two months for those guys. And, you know, so hopefully, Steve, get out there and practice yeah, a get, lot. Get right? It, get it together. Let's go. Get your mind right. <laughs> we, we know Brad's going to be practicing and ready to go. So what was I looking at? How many get in for the senior PGA? Oh, yeah, I was just looking at the leaderboard. So you got... Carlton and Kev, Carlton Blewett from Roswell and Kevin Amhouse, local golf tech guy. They were both tied for third, so they're probably your two alternates. 
for sure. And then it was Gates, then Harvey. I don't know how far they It doesn't tell you on here. I'm going to assume they're going to, you know, they list them, you know, down to three or four. But yeah. normally you don't really aren't too excited about three or four because you don't get in. But again, being local, we got a shot. And so let's see. Let's see what happens for those guys. Um, I'm excited. I need to. I need to get out to Twin and see what's going on over there because that's it's kind of cool. It's getting close, and that golf course is in pure. The greens are so good, yeah. And they've probably had good rain, so that I know that's helped everybody. Yeah, because we've had a decent amount of rain here. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rough. I mean, if it's already that feisty. They're gonna have to manage that thing. You don't just double it up. Let's make it deeper. <laughs> yeah, right. Make it unplayable. I well, you know, it's funny. I I noticed that Brad doubled ten on one of his rounds, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder if he was like, I mean, maybe just hit a bad shot, or he was ten. Some a of that brutal hole doesn't take nasty. much to double ten, does it? That's even hole. in the fairway. If you got that downhill lie, and yeah, you got. Well, it's so hard to get it far enough down there to hit a short club in, so you're always coming in with a longer iron, going straight uphill. On that Off hill. the downside, yeah, it's just a horrible hole. And then there's divots there, too, so if you end up in one of those, you're in some some deep trouble. I know we got some local member guests going on, I heard yesterday. Hmm. Canyon Club this week. Yep, those greens will be feisty. Yep, they were the other day, I can tell you that, they're... They're getting some speed. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. There's going to be some five and six putts out there for sure. I think the biggest thing for me is, well, they know it so well, though. Those guys play that course so often. They know it so well. It's how their guests do it. And, you know, it's. I think the, the cool thing I always like to hear, remember, guests, the different formats, I think they do one of the better formats where the second day is both balls count. Third day is both balls oh, count. Oh, that's yeah. right. The yeah. last That's the last day or the third day is both yeah. balls count. Yeah. That's where it gets feisty. Oh, it's hideous. <laughs> I've when I worked there, just watching it was just so funny because they were all just puking all over themselves. Just yeah, you know, you got two handicaps in the championship flight. You know, everything starts to go south. It's oh god, I just posted eighty five. Your partner's <laughs> raging at you. <laughs> well, and I mean, you can go. I've at least from what I've heard is you can go from ten shots up and get flipped. Oh, that happens all the time. You just, the leaders hardly ever win. So come in second. If you are, you know, just save some of them shots and <laughs> don't have the lead coming in. There's a couple of Australians out there playing that they might not break 250 <laughs> on that last day. <laughs> so good luck to all these. It's kind of member guest season. I know, you know, a couple other courses have member guests and stuff like that. So those are always, for us who've worked in shops, are kind of the more fun tournaments to it do. It is fun and, working a member guest, yeah watch all the shenanigans that take place and all that. So uh, in our next segment, we have Clint Begay. So we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're interested in the game of golf, please email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Welcome back to the 8 Greatest Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. I am Director of Instruction, and you'll hear me talking New Mexico Golf Saturdays, 10 to 11 a.m. And we got a guest on today, a you know pretty high-profile guest, Clint Begay from the Nota Begay III Foundation. Clint, welcome. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. What's going on? You're, you're in Colorado, I guess, huh? 
Yeah, my son is at the soccer thing this week, so I came up here. Good for you. <laughs> is it any cooler down there? Or up there, I should say? It's definitely up. <laughs> no. What's up, Clint? How you doing? I'm well, thank you. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. That's David, by the way, Clint. I don't know. You probably okay. know David. He's got the weird yeah, accent, and we, we put up with him cool. here. So, Clint, I I was actually looking for your title. What is your official title for the NB3 Foundation? So, I'm the, the director of NB3 Fit. So, my task is the direct service programming of the foundation. So, we have a running program, soccer program, golf program, and just a lot of things that have to do with physical activity, um, and then health and nutrition, cultural connections, um, things like that. That's all incorporating what we do. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I work with you, obviously, um, a little bit because I do the MB3 Junior Golf Tour. And so your kids um, play in that golf tour, which, you know, you and your brother and, you know, the sponsors and all that have done a phenomenal job for those kids and providing opportunity for them. Um, so... Can you, you talk about your golf team? Because you actually have like an MB3 golf team that competes. Yeah, so my brother and his brain's always working a million miles a minute. Came up with the idea of us trying to help um, native golfers get better. Um, so what we did, what his idea was to um, get them to play in these, in these two days of tournaments um, and just get them access to opportunities just to get better. So um, we, we do uh, an application process. Um, they, have to have a, they have to have played a minimum of 10 tournaments, um, and then they have to then – I, then I check their handicaps just to see how, you know, how well they play. Um, and then um, this year we did a qualifying, um, a two-day qualifying um, portion of, of the application, and, and then we just – we picked from all that. Uh, basically the best of the best native golfers in New Mexico. Um, so we have enough room for 15. I try to balance it out with girls and boys, but obviously boys kind of outshines the girls in, in, in golf here in New Mexico. Um, so we have um, nine boys, I'm sorry, 10 boys and five girls. Um, and so these kids come from Farmington, Kirtland, Gallup, and then just in the Albuquerque metro area. And so we, we begin our process back in the end of February, um, and they begin to come and see me at, at Santa Ana Golf Course. We meet twice a month. We just talk through rules. We talk through, you know, strategy. Uh, we provide them as much things as we can, tees, golf balls, swag, hats, um, bags. We gave them bags this year. Um, sometimes we have extra golf clubs laying around and they need some, so we, we give them that. But mainly it's just the opportunity just to play golf at a higher level. Um, my brother meets with them when he can, when he can, when he, when he had, when he's home. Um, but it's, it's been a great experience to get to know these kids. Um, like I said, there's 15 of them and they, they've been playing all summer. Um, they all played a full high school season and then that, that, the state championship, I believe it was a Monday, Tuesday, and then that Saturday and Sunday they started the NB3 junior golf tour at Ladera and they've been playing almost every week ever since. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. it's cool to see these kids like I mean legit they're like almost on tour. They are there. Do they do they week. travel as a team? Or they just do individual tournaments? Um 
yeah, we're trying to get to that point, you know, um, but they, 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 they traveled individually with their parents. Um, some kids obviously are from the same area, so they yeah. come, they help each other out, especially with gas prices being how they are now. Um, so yeah, they, they try to travel as, as much as they can together. But I mean, they're not playing team events as like a team against other teams. No, no, no. We, we just call it a team, but yeah. obviously, you know, golf's an individual sport. Um, but my brother tells me that there's people that want to play, that they want to have these matches with us. And so that would probably be awesome. slowly but surely we're going to start trying to incorporate that. He actually went down to play in Juarez in a, in a, in a tournament down there. And I guess the people there, they have a junior golf program and they wanted to come up and play us and <laughs> oh, so i think we're going to slowly try and coordinate and figure some of that out um but right now it's just individual yeah you have good representation now, like in the state tournament for example like i know a lot of your kids you know you got a good group from kirtland central you had laguna some kids from laguna uh you know a couple kids at volcano vista so so you have a good representation out there it's kind of cool to see them grow and and get better for sure yeah, um, I just encourage them to play as much as they can. In high school golf, obviously, sometimes you're not going to have the best competition, um, but yet it's just an opportunity to play. You know, I try to get them to understand, like, you know, you're not playing the individual. You're trying to beat the golf course. Um, so just try to get out there and just play the best you can and just keep learning about yourself and your golf game. Absolutely. So, you guys you guys have a big tournament coming up. I want to say it's like two or three weeks. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, Clint? Yeah, so, again, another brainchild of my brother. Um, he wanted just to provide an opportunity to get more Native golfers to play. Another opportunity. So um, this is our third year. It's called the NB3 Foundation Native Youth Golf Championship. Um, and it started off pretty small. It, it was, we, we did it during COVID the first year, so we had a bunch of restrictions. It was only uh, limited to people, kids, not, uh, Native kids that lived in New Mexico. Um, but since we opened it up last year, we got to 50, like 52 kids. Um, and this year we basically sold out at 60 kids. So we have 60 kids coming to play at Santa Ana golf course, July 25th and 26th, um, a two day event. Um, to me, this is the best of the best native golfers in the country. Um, and it's probably the biggest native golf junior golf tournament in, in the country. Um, so it's just the again, it's just another opportunity just to get these kids playing and see what it means to play at a at a at a really well run golf tournament. Um, we really try to make these kids feel special. Um, we provide pin sheets. We announce their names on the first tee. We give them you know um, swag bags with apparel and and just a bunch of stuff to just help them. Um, we've gotten several great compliments from parents saying that their kids enjoyed the tournament. They learned so much. They felt like they were really um, well well taken care of and felt like the tournament um, just taught them a lot. Um, so this, tournament, this tournament sometimes is the first one kids play. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we do have to push them around the golf course a little bit. We do have some rules in place to try to keep uh, the pace of play um, at, a, at a good limit. Um, but, yeah, so right now we're at 60 kids. We're sold out. I'm excited. Um, and I've been, having, I've been getting calls the last three or four days for parents that want to register the kids, but because of the negotiations with the golf course, I can't open it back up. I just, I have to leave it at 60. So, um, but yeah, so, and, and then the winners of each age group, um, get to play in Nota's, uh, the, the junior national championship in Coshada. Um, so 
So I think it's a, it's a unique opportunity for these kids. Um, they necessarily don't have to play against, I guess, like what you would call the best competition. Um, but, we just, again, it's just an opportunity for them to play and to have an opportunity to get to that level so that they can go and see. That first year we had three kids qualified, and they, they went in there and just, like, were in, were in shock because <laughs> of just how good these kids were. That's awesome. Um, and, and, it, and my brother came back. He's like, dude, he goes, we need to get these kids better because they just couldn't keep up. You know, was, you know the, the, the setup of the golf course, the yardage books, just you know the speed of the greens like just everything they just they just couldn't keep up so that's why i, I kind of picked up some things recently of like trying to teach them how to read yardage books and you know um, making sure they're playing a lot playing different golf courses um so yeah that's that's what our event kind of does you know we're 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 branching out a little bit uh sunday's our practice round day um but we're also turning it into a an educational resource fair um par three contest and we're going to have a welcome barbecue um for the all the participants and the parents um and the resource fair you know majority of it will be native native american colleges um and places like that just to begin to give these kids ideas that there are other opportunities out there to further education um and then an opportunity to get families together and the kids together because a lot of these kids you know we're all we're all native but yet we're all different. You know, there's yep. over 500 Indian sovereign nations in the United States. Um, and we got a bunch of kids coming from Oklahoma. We got a few kids from Michigan, uh, Colorado, you know, Arizona. So we're, again, we're just excited for this event. Yeah. It was kind of cool last year. I know I went to work the national championship for your brother and to see these kids out there, you know, I'll give, and I told your brother this, you know, about a year ago, I said, dude, this is the coolest tournament I've seen because I said every, you know, for lack of better terms, color is represented here. I said it was, you know, as I was handing out like the welcome bags, it was just, it was great to see. I mean, you heard a million different languages, like just kids from all over the place, you know, not just here, but all over, all over America. And then, you know, a couple of the kids that qualified from your tournament were there and I got to talk to them, you know, so you know, it was kind of cool to see those kids. And then, you know, a kid I want to brag about that you have in your program is Aiden's Jeremiah, who's, you know, a, a pretty decent player. He actually, he's going to play college, right? Yeah, he's going to a small school in Vermont. Oh, wow. Um, and Aiden has, has come a long way. He's matured so much. He started out in our program. Laguna Pueblo used to come to our summer program, and they used to bring about 15, 30 kids. And he used to come to that, and I remember him. He still had a little frohawk, and you know, he used to just come, and he he just kept at it. And you know, I know, I, I know, he does some work with you, Jerome, and and I watched them play um, the other day, and he, he's come a long way. You know, his game is getting oh. a lot better. Are you teaching him, oh. Jerome? Yeah. I, oh dear. Oh, yeah, dear. that's why he's, he's come a long way. <laughs> Let's not send him backwards. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a really good kid, and like you said, I saw him at the national championship, super overwhelmed. And, and he's actually a pretty seasoned golfer, to be quite honest. But I think you have some good points with, you know, yardage books and the whole location sheets and, you know, even the notice to competitors. All that stuff can be intimidating when you go from just playing to now you're like, oh, my gosh, what's all this stuff that they're giving me? Yeah. Like, how do I read it? What does it mean? <laughs> so that's it, it's kudos to you guys that you guys, you know, teach them and kind of expose them to that stuff. Yeah, the, the 
Yeah, and just, I mean, the, the game of golf is so hard, so fickle, and I just try to I just try to make it simple for them so that they can enjoy themselves, but just continue to try to get better and, and work hard. You know. Yeah, and you guys, you know, uh, you guys don't just do golf, right? You said you guys do like a cross country team. You have soccer teams, so you guys. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know do that. Quite a bit. Yeah, we just we just again we're just trying to get kids active. Um, that's that's the the main mission of what we're trying to do. And um, e- even the month of this of June, we ran an all sports camp at Manal School. Gary Boatman at Manal, the AD, was great, great host. Let us come there. We did basketball, we did tennis, we did soccer, we did running, we did health, and nutrition, and leadership. It was a four week camp. We had forty two kids, and it was great. And and we we just expose these kids to tennis, and now like they they're all excited. <laughs> That's um, so cool, they, dude. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously basketball was big, and you know, and and then the running part, and they enjoyed it. I mean, you know, we there was a uh, it ran from nine a.m. to to two p.m. and you know, again, it was it was just an opportunity for us to get them active. And then with anything that we do, um, we just use sport as our vehicle. Because even with the with our golf program and the, and the and the golf team, we're still trying to teach them health, nutrition, how to eat properly, make sure you're drinking water, you know, make sure you're walking when you're playing, you know, ex- some little exercises to stretch and just you know to get a little stronger. Like we just we just try to bring all that into play when we're doing everything we're doing. But yeah, our actually our uh, track season just barely ended last weekend. We had three kids qualify for regionals, and they were in El Paso. Um, and so they were down there, they ran, we had one girl, Gianni quiver qualified in the 800 meter. She finished in the top six. Um, then she's able to go to nationals now. So we, we do a lot, you know, just to try to expose them to things, new things, traveling, you know, different, different cities, um, and things like that. Cause a lot of these kids don't leave the reservation, especially with COVID COVID was so bad. Um, there's a lot of communities that are still kind of shut down um, because of it, and then a lot of communal living on the community was impacted. Just, just got hit really hard, and um, so it's just good for us to be able to get out there and get in these communities again to get the kids active. Yeah, dude, that's so awesome what you guys do. And you know, is there you know before we have to take a quick break, how can people do they need to get in touch with you, or you know whether it be to to donate to you guys or to get involved. Is there, where do they need to go to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can just go to our, our website, um, obviously www.mb3foundation.org, and it, ha- it has everything on there. Um, it has all our events, um, ways to donate, uh, ways to volunteer, um, and, and just a lot of information of what we're doing and how we're trying to impact these, these communities and, and the youth. And, and obviously my contact information's on there as well. So anybody can reach out to me and, you know, we can chit chat or if you want to donate, you know, golf clubs, you know, we'll take it. You know, we, we obviously just um, try to just do what we can for everybody. And I know there's a lot of people that want to help and, and, and we're, we're ready to accept that. Awesome. Well, Clint, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You know, enjoy watching the open this week and, you know, we'll see you down the road at some of these tournaments, but, Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for everything you guys are doing, too. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you for letting me be on, and I appreciate the time. Heck yeah. We have to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction, alongside David Muddit. 
If you would like to inquire about golf instruction, leagues, club repair, fittings, email me at gespinosa at 8gradies.com. This is the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Back to the 8 Gradies Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. You'll hear me. And David Muddit talking New Mexico golf Saturdays 10 to 11 a.m. David, let's talk a little Open Championship this week. I know it's underway and going and you know happening. So here's something that I think is super interesting: is it's the course, and you obviously you're from over there, England. So talk to us about playing like Lynx golf. It's it looks way different. I know people are like pros putting from like off the green. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've not played a lot of Lynx golf. I grew up in, Just the, middle disappointed of, in the middle of the country. But, yeah, the reason you see that is because the lies are so firm and so tight, and then typically you've got a lot of wind. The greens are slower, and those surrounds are cut almost as low as the green, so it's just an easy – it's the easiest thing to do. It's and that, hard, to, it's and hard that's to hit those the best clubs. players in the world hitting. Yeah. That goes – you know, I saw a thing um, on social media this week with the – I guess he's the wedge guy from Tylist, right? He's out of the tour van and he's talking about, I don't think people understand this, but the course will dictate what kind of bounce those guys have on their clubs. And he was talking about all the players. You took an Aaron Dill? I don't know what his name yeah, was. Aaron Dill, yeah. But he said that all the guys are changing from lots of bounce to very little bounce because of the, the grounds like as hard as the table in front of us. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rock hard. You can see it. Some of those drives have hit, and they, they're running 100 yards. Well, that's how they get in the bunkers, right, or yeah. driving greens, yep. like left and right. And it's I actually like to see the creativity, um, you know, to watch these guys chip with eight irons or hybrids or even just putting it from way off the green. Yeah, you see some stuff you don't see any other week, that's for sure. Well, he was also talking about the bunkers. I don't know. He said the faces are so high and the sand is, like, flat and soft that they need a different... Victor, I saw Victor Hovland take an unplayable in a bunker. Oh my gosh! And you yeah. can't get out. Like to, you just no, he had to drop in it the in bunker. the bunker. Yeah. And then I would assume that when you drop it in that sand, it looks like it would just yeah just plug. It's not going to like bury bad, but yeah, it's going to sit in its indentation because it is. It's soft sand. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks so. You know, uh, here's a, a funny story: is when I was doing my PGA, I go to level three, and you know, level three, everyone's like ready to be done. Everyone's passed the PAT. And they have in my class, you know, our instructor goes, okay, who hasn't passed the PAT? And like two guys raised their hand and I'm like, wait, what? Like you're in level three of, and this yeah, guy is. You only have to shoot one score of like 80 to register. When I took my PAT, I was playing with a guy that had finished everything and he was taking his PAT for the 22nd time. Oh my God. Well, this guy in here, I think again, he's, this had to be like his sixth, seventh, time taking the PAT well he's got an accent an English accent so we're on the range he's hitting balls and our instructor goes how have you not passed the PAT I mean you rip it like he's just striping everything just pure and all of us are like how have you not passed the PAT like dude you hit it really really good and so then they start talking through it and he goes well he goes I don't know I I everything I'm trying to play American golf like I don't I don't understand. And he, our instructor goes, here's the deal. Go play like you play in England. Yeah, it's 70, just, you have to shoot 78, 78. He's like, like, just hit all your knockdowns, hit your low shots, hit your bump and runs, 
hit all that stuff, and you're going to pass the PAT. This is like really easy for you. But in his words, he said he was trying to play American golf. Well, which, they also, those PAT people that struggled to pass, it's hard knowing what score you can and can't shoot. It's not like a regular tournament, <laughs> right, where you just go, you try to shoot as low as you possibly can. They approach it so differently when they know what they are, they can shoot and what they, they know what passes and what doesn't. <laughs> you know the scores you've got to shoot beforehand. I think that's what makes it hard for the people that are on the fence, right, who can shoot yeah. those scores consistently. But when you know that's as bad as you can shoot, it's a little different. Well, I just thought it was interesting, you know, seeing the Open this week, like, that he said that because I'm like, okay, I guess that would make sense. Like, yeah, but still, to shoot 78, 78, like I don't care what shots you're trying to hit. That's what he said, yeah. and I'm telling you, watching him on the range, I was just like, what? How have you not passed the PA? I mean, he just striped it, yeah. so it's a totally different. Where Where did he live in the country? I can't even remember. That's been a while now, but I was maybe Philadelphia, and I was just like, mm. this is really weird. Like, but again, it's a totally different golf. It's you know, I don't, do they have, uh, do you know, if, do they irrigate, like have irrigation out there? I heard uh, some of them don't. Yeah, some don't. Like the course they just I rely on, on. You rely on the rain and you get a lot of rain. It's typically. Oh, got you. But in the summer, yeah, you get some hot days. It gets burnt out pretty quick. Because, yeah, it looks just toasty out there. Like, I, yeah. No, a lot of them don't. A lot of them don't. Which is, like, that's so crazy. Of course, I guess. I now that I think about it, I can't remember a sprinkler being in the way. Greenside when they're hitting those putts and those I chips. Would, and, yeah, I would think St Andrews must have sprinklers around their greens at worst. Like I would think they have it all over the course, but maybe they don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I that's I heard that and I'm like, is that possible? Like, how is that freaking true? But oh, it's true. I mean, you know, it's and, and they hit such different shots. They're all hitting these stingers and just getting it to run and run and run and you know I, again i haven't played out there i'm not sure but it from what i've heard is you think that it's the middle of the fairway you hit it and those pot bunkers when you walk down you're like dude there's a pot bunker like right in the way dead right where i was trying to hit it yep um it's tricky and so yeah and you don't have control of it because once that ball's on the ground it's like you don't really have control of it anymore you can hit it on a line but catch like i was talking about tiger walking like the the little, oh, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. swales and stuff lands on the edge of that kicks right yeah it's in a bunker which you didn't think it would be in so in that aspect it's there's a little bit of luck involved um there, well there's got to well when tiger won in 2000 lot. he didn't hit it in one bunker for the four rounds that's unbelievable like there's I, 110 bunkers on that course so that's 440 bunkers he avoided for the four in four, day, in four days, with I mean it's, I, I guess for him I would say it's skill, but there I there's got to yeah, I mean, be some you, luck with yeah, wind exactly. and he would he would have bounced over a couple or skirted one or two yeah for sure there's luck involved yeah the, but there's luck involved in winning any golf tournament totally the the it's kind of funny and I know I've talked about him before on here I don't know his club pro guy has because the old course is on track man. And so he's Is hitting it? it on the road hole, oh, and it's God. so, I mean, he hits 40 of them in the hotel or whatever that is, <laughs> but yeah, I was looking at it, some of the guys, and I'm like, dude, that, I could see that's pretty intimidating, because you start, you have to start it, like, way yeah. over the you do. the building. Yeah. I've never played there, but, yeah, they have a, 
a course in Dallas called the Tribute, and it's got 18 holes from open rotor courses. Yeah. You know, and 17 and 18 of St. Andrews and one, obviously. Um, and they, they have like, they've made like a building ish. Yeah. That you have to hit over. Yeah. It is kind of weird. <laughs> That's cr- I mean, let's go to St. Andrews. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm, I'm, play. I'm in for that. I know some buddies that have done it and it, I think it would just seeing all the video and the footage and all that sort of stuff looks awesome. Um, as you know, this, I'm going to be, cheering for some of those live guys dude <laughs> uh, i just I, again I, you know we talk about this all the time i know there's it, it's funny to me a little bit now is they were complaining earlier in the week about not being invited to press conferences i'm like oh now you want to complain like i thought that was one of the things why that would they, they like. want to be in a press conference at the moment I'd, i thought the same thing I'm like, you're complaining about not being invited to a press conference. I thought that'd be like bunch of prima donnas. The greatest thing ever. Like, don't be in a press conference. I thought that was part of the reason they were complaining about the PGA tour. Did you see what Tiger said? And I think that's oh. gonna, that's gonna have an effect. Like that those people are gonna listen. The Masters, the USGA, the Royal NH, the P that they'll listen to what Tiger says. Well, again, people say, you know, he moves the needle, and I would say he is the needle. Yeah. So well, he said it's a big deal. It's gonna it's gonna make him think about it at, at worst, you know. He's. I heard they were meeting. I didn't ever heard anything about the world golf points, the world ranking points. Yeah. I heard that they were meeting this week there. Yeah. Um. Haven't heard seen or heard anything out of it because <laughs> here's the the people that have the ranking points right: USGA, Masters, RNA, PGA Tour. They have all the same DP World. So I'm like, they could end this in t- in two seconds if they really. I'm want like, to get, I don't know how Liv yeah. is going to get any so- of those points, and you've hit this at length about if those guys don't have points and they can't get in certain events, the like Kevin Nas, yep. you know, Taylor Gooch. I don't know if maybe he's won some events. I'm not sure about, yeah. but if that goes down and they don't give them points, that it's going to be a problem. Yeah, well, people will stop going. Yeah. Like obviously your big guys are exempt into those tournaments, but yeah, your smaller ones, they're not. If they're not getting world ranking points, they're just they're making they're playing golf for money. That's it. There's nothing else to it. That's simply they're just basically playing skins games. Yeah, it's like a money game every week. Money That's game every week yep. for massive Which amounts. Some people are fine with, but I got to imagine these guys will be seriously disappointed if it goes that direction and they can't play. In the I majors. think it'd, it'd be huge. Of yeah. course, I did see something this week. You know, we have a minute or so to talk about this, but I saw something this week I, that the Justice Department is investigating the PGA Tour over potential antitrust violations. So I don't know how – I just that saw mean? that. That came out earlier in the week. So I don't know. And, you know, I saw someone that tweeted like, here we go. Now it's going to start. This is uh, what starts what, what all the say, legal Say that stuff. again. The Justice Department yep. is investigating the PGA Tour over potential antitrust violations in LIV golf battle. What's so an antitrust violation? I think it has to do with if they're contract employees or not, and you know they can go seek employment. That I think that's what it's about. I just saw that come out. Never saw anything else about it. But, I mean, that's... You know, obviously on the side of the LIV because they're hoping that they can say you can't limit this guy from working. Like he can seek employment wherever the heck he wants. Yeah, but then you you look at it the other way and say the masters they can reserve the right to. Oh, and they will. They can do whatever they want. They, they absolutely they, will. 
you cannot sue the Masters for not inviting someone. That's up to them. That's their golf tournament. It, same as the Royal and Ancient, same as the US Open, and same as the PGA of America. Well, the US Open's a little different. It's the US Open. But they can reserve the right to not invite someone to play. They don't have to. Just like if you well, shoot... Well, they can go through qualifying, though. Yeah, but if you shoot 80, uh, above like 87 oh, or yeah, whatever, they, they, they can ban you from the next qualifier. So yeah. it's, it's theoretically not open, is it? Like They, well, they still c- can invite whoever they want. As long as you don't shoot 80. So, Dustin Johnson, don't shoot 80. Well, I, that's... I, I did that. I I got one of those letters. <laughs> when I first started playing, I got the shanks in a, in a US Open play, and I couldn't <laughs> play out. the next year. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. That'll do it for today's show. There will be a link of today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. for the 8gradies golf show. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.